Today we're talking about the five reasons INFJs overshare. When the INFJ overshares, it has nothing to do with spilling information. It has absolutely nothing to do with telling people things about our lives. That's not what we're about. What we're actually about is giving space to others, making others feel seen. But how we overshare is with our depth. How we overshare is with being really intense. How we overshare is with our emotions. And the funny thing about this is it doesn't feel like it. What it feels like to us is we're just being ourselves and other people experience it as oversharing. So who's at fault here? For the longest time I thought, okay, you know, I believe on some level I'm doing something wrong because why do I get that reaction every single time and it's too much for people, but that's who I really am. And so I'm just not made for this world. I'm an alien. But the truth is I understand now that I was overstepping boundaries, that I was going into territories that I shouldn't have. And I also understand why I was doing it. And so on the one hand, it was very important that I overshared and a lot of us have done this and maybe are still doing this in order to find like healthy outlets for who we truly are. Because one thing is for sure, you're not meant to keep everything in. That's never healthy and it's definitely not the solution, but there's a better way for us to get our emotional needs met and actually like things that are working than, you know, going deep with people who in the end just cannot handle it. Before we get started, remember the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp has launched, so you have time until May 13th to join. That's when we have our first live call. We're not going to have any late admissions, so join the hundreds of INFJs who've had amazing results so far and they keep coming back. It's lifetime access. And so since so many INFJs, you know, return, I know that this is something that is not just helping, you know, a couple of people, but so many INFJs appreciate it. And I'm really, really thankful for the community who just mirrors back to me. Okay, this is something great that we're all doing and I'm being a part of. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. I hope to see you there. So reason number one, why the INFJ overshares is because we crave an outlet. We have been taught all our life that the way we are with our intense emotions, with how we see the world, with having like strong opinions and, you know, exuding them in every single way we, you know, express ourselves, that is wrong. And so if we've been conditioned that all of this is wrong, what are we doing? We're looking for this one person who might be okay with that, who appreciates that, who wants more of that. But very often it's actually the people who can handle a little bit of that, but cannot handle the reality. They want that because they want to dance with, you know, the uncertainty, they want to dance with the danger. But once they recognize that we can go all out, like there's a lot to give there and we're still like very much okay with ourselves. And we're not like this shell of a person who doesn't know what to do with all of those emotions. That's when people get really scared because they see what kind of capacity we have for that and they very often feel naked and seen. And so it turns into a lot of drama and why so many INFJs get ghosted. This has happened to me, you know, numerous times throughout my life, but I understand now what was going on. And that's why I haven't been in situations like this for a very long time. So, but we have to understand that one of the reasons why we do that is because we crave an outlet. We don't have that outlet yet. And if you are able to create an outlet that you have every single day, 
um, which is pretty much just living your life this intensely, having a way to express yourself in one way or another. It doesn't have to be with every single person you meet, but you know, you have an outlet like a podcast, a book, like, you know, a group that meets and is open for that. Like we need to find a way to be ourselves, like one way or another, if you are not able to let it out somehow, you're going to put all of it onto one person and it's probably too much for that one person. We need to let it out to the world. Reason number two why we overshare is because we crave deep connections. Like this is one of the things that makes us feel alive. This is one of the things that makes us feel like we're not living a lie. We cannot go onto the superficial route of, oh, I'm pretending to be cool or I'm going to, you know, do something that will boost my ego. It just doesn't ring true to us. The way INFJs are set up, we're very much, you know, acting from the subconscious. Like we have a lot of those things that are subconscious or unconscious for other people, they're conscious to us. And so we don't even understand the whole ego boosting concept. For us, it's like we either talk like real people, we have a deep connection, we're being honest with each other, or what are we doing? I mean, we both see that that shirt is red, so why are we pretending it's yellow? Like, we see it. Like, what's the deal? That's how a lot of INFJs approach this. And that's why we also need those deep connections. It's just something that makes us feel like we're not lying to people and we're not lying to ourselves. But if we believe on some level that this is wrong because everybody else is pretending that the shirt is yellow, we're going to have a hard time going out into the world and telling everybody that shirt is red. I see it. You see it. If you don't want to admit it, that's fine. But I'm not going to pretend it's yellow. And that's what we actually need to do. That's when we create like deep connections because you automatically, you know, filter out so many people out of your life. And because of that, you actually make room for the people who can see that that shirt is red, who want to admit that those people exist and they're not just INFJs. And what I have found is that because we are INFJs and we have the capacity to do hard things that are, you know, mentally difficult as in stand alone, be ourselves, although the people around us are not mirroring back to us that this is something that is normal, that's why we're going to have success. Because it will take a while. It will take a while for you to stand in your own truth and to say, I'm choosing me. That's my truth. I want to have real connections and I'm willing to stop playing this game that I already know is not going to bring anything to me. And that's when you really start, you know, changing your way of life. That's when you start creating new relationships. You look for them in different places. And that's when you find like the real connections because they're based on you showing up as authentically as you possibly can. And the more often you do that, the less you're going to feel like you're doing something weird. When I really started that transformational journey for myself, I really thought, okay, everybody I know is going to think I'm crazy. Everybody who I know who thought I was cool in any kind of way will now know that I'm a freak, that I'm just, you know, weird, that I'm exactly how everybody said I was when I was a kid. And then throughout the years, I learned how to mimic to be like everybody else. We as artists are really good at that. But just because you're good at something, just because you have a skill, that doesn't mean that that's who you really are. We have to get back to that version of ourselves that the people don't accept. Because people will always have a problem with somebody that's different. But 
If you stick to that, if you say, well, that's who I am, you know, take it or leave it, you'll see how many people actually either will leave and others will stick. But the problem is when you actually go back on that all the time, when you say, yeah, it's not good enough, I don't, you know, dare to be myself, it's going to be ill-received, I'd rather try to mimic something else. When you do that, you're still going to create those deep connections and they will come out in those one-on-one scenarios where the other person is just overwhelmed and they cannot take it and they look at you and say, oh, you're oversharing. Reason number three why the INFJ overshares with certain people is because we're shamed for our intensity. INFJs are intense beings. If you look at ESTPs, for example, they're intense in their, you know, physicality. Like think of Jason Momoa, typical ESTP, right? There's a lot of physicality there. Like that's an intense person, you know, physically as in what kind of sports they do, how they live life, you know, how they throw stuff. You know, that's just an example. We have the exact same functions, just in reverse. And our intensity comes out in our mental way of seeing the world, in how we, you know, appreciate life, how we see certain things, how we act, how we think, how we, you know, just feel things. And this intensity is something we've been shamed for our entire lives. Imagine if you had somebody who's like, you know, really all into nature and living and, you know, being very physical and they've been shamed for that. They have been told all their life, all you have to do is sit in a room, have deep thoughts and, you know, not really do those things that, you know, you want to do. Of course, they're going to feel like they're too much for people once they come out of their cage and there's like so much pent up, you know, intense physicality and you know you feel like okay I'm like breaking out of a cage that's how it feels for INFJs too and we very often feel like people will think of us as monsters once we let our intensity out but if you know that there's no way around it and you'll see this with ESTPs. ESTPs are not holding back. Like they have their outlets for being who they are. They do intense sports. They have intense goals, you know, in the real world and they conquer things. We need to do the same thing for ourselves. Like really tap into that version of ourselves because the more you do that, the less you're going to look for this one person where you can let all of this intensity out. You need to let it out on a daily basis with everybody and for people to just accept that's just who you are and who cannot handle it, cannot handle it. Like you're not doing anything wrong by being yourself. And we really have to come to terms with that. And that starts with us facing all of that shame that we have around our own intensity. You know, we have to face it. We have to feel it in order to heal it so we can grieve all of those, you know, situations where we weren't allowed to be ourselves and then just to accept if I want to live my epic life and feel as excited about life and, you know, as I possibly can and take the steps towards uh, my version of success, then I need to appreciate my intensity and to live it out in every kind of way I want. Reason number four why the INFJ overshares is because we're disconnected. The way our mind works, we have learned to tap into other people's emotions. We can absorb other people's, you know, emotional atmospheres and all of that. In order to do that, we have to hollow ourselves out. 
And if we hollow ourselves out, then that means in order to connect with people, we have to go really, really deep into their world. We have to tap in exactly who they are, you know, how they're feeling, what their insecurities are. And that's when people feel like, oh, you're overstepping my boundaries. Like I wanted this on some level, but now it's too much and I cannot handle it. But on the other hand, we feel like we don't have any other choice. Like I want that connection. But it's all based on the fact that we're disconnected from ourselves. Because if you hollow yourself out, you need to do that much more tapping into somebody in order to feel something. But if you fill yourself up, then you can meet another person halfway. Because that's the goal. And that's when you will feel connected and you know you will feel like you are being seen and understood without crossing boundaries without oversharing in any kind of way emotionally because you know let's say you need 100% of you know emotional points in order to feel connected if you've hollowed yourself out like if you have only 5% or let's say 5 points left of course you're going to tap into 95 percent or points into another person emotional field and we can do that like that's the whole thing we can also do that like even if the person doesn't want it we understand them so well that we just talk to them in a way like I know who you really are deep down and that's who I'm tackling at that moment that's who I'm talking to and we don't even understand that that's something wrong because you know that's just who they are but if you start filling yourself up and you say okay I filled myself up to like you know let's say 50 points then I can really meet another person at this level of 50 points where neither of us is getting too much out of our comfort zone we're you know being honest with each other and we're going step by step nobody's going you know all the way and the other person is just waiting or anything like this And through that, you're going to feel connected. You're not going to have all of those cravings. Oh, I need that outlet because something is missing. And you still have this, you know, intense urge of, you know, connection felt. It's really interesting once you start taking those steps because in the beginning, it sort of feels boring. It sort of feels like too safe. But with time, you recognize, no, before I was just anxious. This is actually what makes me feel good. And if I want more intensity in my life, then I can always bring that to my life. But I know deep down, I feel safe. Like I feel grounded. And, you know, I feel like I'm standing on this ground with my own two feet and we can take everything from there. Reason number five why INFJs overshare is because we have been taught that this is the only way to receive love to be all about the other person in any kind of way. If a person (laughs) needs to be seen, if a person needs to be appreciated, but in a way of, okay, if you're not taking care of me, if I'm not the center of your attention, then I cannot love you. Then that's the perfect candidate for an INFJ. How do you call people like this? Narcissists. It's not to say that INFJs are like the ideal match for a narcissist, but INFJs who haven't really tapped into you know, doing things that are right for them, very often are drawn to narcissists and vice versa. Because all our life, we have been conditioned that in order to feel appreciated or be appreciated, be loved, be liked, whatever it is, it's always based on what am I doing for the other person. And I'm not doing it in a way of, oh, I'm cooking dinner for you. I'm doing it in a way of, oh, I'm aware of your emotional responses. I know what triggers you. I know what makes you insecure. I'm going to walk on eggshells for you and so on. This is a typical unhealthy INFJ behavior. And we've all been conditioned 
based on our skill set, you know, because we can do these things, that this is the way to get love. And if this is something we've learned as children, it's really hard to, you know, unlearn it, but that doesn't mean that we can't. And because we have learned it, we always feel, oh, I have to go deeper. I have to show that person that I can do more than the average person because that's the only way I'm going to get love. But if you have the guts to say, I'm done with that and I'm not going to settle for a boring life. I just need to create safety first and then I'm going to create amazing things in my life then you'll have amazing you know, experiences. So you have to really come to terms with, I deserve to be loved, to be liked, to be respected for who I am and for choosing me and not for what I can do for another person. And you know, it always starts with you liking yourself for who you are and you keeping the promises you make to yourself and you taking steps towards creating a life that increasingly gets better based on your terms of what is good and what is exciting and what is an INFJ epic life. Remember, if you want to join a community who's constantly working on making this happen and is reaching goals on their own terms and their life is just blossoming, then join the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp. I can't wait to see you there. So join our community. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. You have time until May 13th because that's when we have our first live call. And if you wanna watch another video now that is in line with today's topic, then watch the video when the INFJ finally accepts their mind-blowing nature. This is what happens.